You're listening to The Travelers Podcast, a podcast for the over 30s who like to travel. We're your hosts, Leanne and Al Elliott, and we're a husband and wife team who've been full-time travelers since 2017. You can follow our adventures, see our honest reviews, and get links to everything mentioned in this podcast at travelers.com. So welcome to episode one, our very first episode of the Travellers podcast. Uh, I'm Al Elliott. And I'm Leanne Elliott. As you can probably guess by our surnames, we're married. Um, And so we want to talk on this short episode about Lisbon, which was our first stop on our, well, is a never-ending tour at the moment. So Leanne, just give the listeners um, sort of our backstory, a little um, history of how we got to Lisbon. Sure. So we uh, we moved to Spain back in March 2013, and we lived there as expats. Essentially, we did move around a little bit, but mm. we were in Andalusia primarily. Uh, we spent some time, most of our time, in Malaga, mm-hmm. a bit of time in Seville, Granada. Um, did we do Cheyenne as well? Oh yeah, we were there for a month, weren't we? In Cheyenne. Yeah. And much better than me. And Cheyenne. <laughs> <laughs> And Cadiz as well, Jimena was in, um, oh, was yeah. in Cadiz. So. Yeah, Jimena de la Frontera. So we did, we did a lot of Andalusia and we were there for, I think, just shy of five years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, we got, I don't know, why did we decide to go? Because I think we went to Thailand for a month. Oh, yeah. The, the, this is two years ago. Thailand for a month in February or March, I can't remember when it was. Um, and then we realised we could work anywhere. And while we were over there, we said, well, why don't we just go on a bit of a magical mystery tour? So hmm. we packed, put our stuff into storage, packed our car, and on the 31st of August 2017, set off on our adventure. We sure did. We and sure that's where did. we ended up in Lisbon. So what's the, yeah. what do you know about Lisbon? So Lisbon, capital city of Portugal, um, it is Europe's most western capital city. Did you know that? On the Atlantic coast. I didn't. Um, and it's the Iberian Peninsula, so if for us it was a natural first stop. We were just over hopping over the border from Spain. Um, quite a big city, population of just over 500,000. Mm-hmm. We were there the 2nd to the 8th of September. Um, I think we actually did a couple of nights with uh, some friends, if you remember, which pushed, pushed us back a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were there the 2nd to the 8th of September, um, and the weather was good. It was somewhere between 17 and 22 degrees. Yeah, I remember it being very sunny. Mm, yeah, it was nice. Yeah, it was lovely. Although it was a little bit colder in the, um, must have been that, that Atlantic coast, because it was a little bit colder in the morning than it would be in, mm. say, Malaga. Um, so what was the reasons for us wanting to go to Lisbon? Why did we choose that as our first stop? If I remember right, I think we, because it, as you said, we were, we kind of just, just learned the power of our digital nomad lifestyle. And when we first looked into it, Lisbon comes up a lot in the mm. nomad groups. Mm-hmm. Comes up a lot. So I think, if, if I remember, I think that was the only reason, to be honest. Yeah. And then we'd never been to Portugal, ridiculously. No, in the four years we'd lived in Spain, we'd never gone over the border. No. And so, so we went there for the, the digital nomad community. Um, and also the food, obviously. We, um, <laughs> we, we, we enjoy a bit of food. So we went across there to, to learn a bit about the food and the wine. Um, so we went in September, the very beginning of September. Um, and we stayed in, where did we stay? We actually stayed in a suburb called Balem. Balem. 
Belém, which yeah. is which is one of the most famous for the uh, for the custard pies. What like the ones the clowns use? Uh, no, <laughs> not quite. You remember the pies. You love the pies. Well, I didn't love the pies. I did, but I've got a thing about egg. And if I eat egg, too much egg, it makes me a little bit ill. And so they were they were quite, um, they were quite eggy, I think, if I remember. But no, we stayed in Berlin, which was like a little suburb, maybe about um, 20 minutes in a taxi outside of Lisbon centre. Um, we did an Airbnb. It was our first um, Airbnb of our trip. Uh, we'd done it before, obviously. Um, we were there for six nights. So we went around about the beginning of September, 2nd to the 8th, I think we stayed. And we stayed in this, in Belém, as we say, the uh, the suburb. It was about 20 minutes outside of Lisbon. And we stayed in an Airbnb, which was cons- relatively expensive mm. when we look back now. Yeah, it was. Um, how much, we were there for six nights. How much we pay, Leanne, do you know? We paid a little over £400 for the six nights. That's a lot, isn't it? For a one-bed flat. And it wasn't even... It was like a basement flat as well. You went downstairs, didn't you? Yeah, it wasn't. It was. It was fine. It was nice. It mm-hmm. wasn't. It wasn't worth four hundred pound a week. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. So I suppose it, it depends on what time of year you go. With an Airbnb, obviously you're not local, um, so they can charge you higher prices. Um, and also, we will travel with a, dro- a dog as well, so we are restricted a little bit. Mm. Um, at that point, we were we were filtering all our Airbnb choices by those who accepted pets. And in another episode, we'll tell you what happened. And when we stopped filtering by those. So, we, um, where do we go in the end when we were there for the six nights? Well, before we get to that, like, as, we, as we said, Lisbon was kind of a digital nomad hub. What, if you could sum up your feelings for Lisbon, how would you sum it up? Controversial, but underwhelmed. Really? Yeah. Why? It was our first stop, so it's difficult because mm-hmm. our expectations were... We'd been in Thailand and we'd, we'd been to um, co-working spaces in Thailand. And so I suppose we'd in, in Koh Lanta, actually. Mm-hmm. And I suppose I had this in my mind that it was going to be something a bit like that. And we got to Lisbon and the city itself just didn't feel particularly friendly. Um, the We struggled with the language because we, we're by no means fluent in Spanish, but we can get by, obviously, mm-hmm. five years there. And the Portuguese just felt like it was a totally different language. I mean, you said it sounded like Russian people speaking Spanish. <laughs> I'm sure that's offensive to Spanish people and <laughs> Russians, but that is what I said. Um, so what about you? Same. I didn't really get it. I was excited. I was really excited for Lisbon. And maybe that was why. Maybe that's why I had high expectations. And it didn't quite live up to it. Beautiful city. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed our time there. I don't, I don't get it as a as a digital nomad hotspot, but maybe we maybe we missed it. Well, you went back a few. Was it a month later? A year later? A couple of months later, yeah. With your friends, mm-hmm. was did you still do you still feel the same? Yeah. I haven't been there twice. Yeah. Yeah. What did they think of it? They liked it. They liked it. It provides some good Insta moments, doesn't it? With the, the, mm. the steep hills and the old trams and the, <clears throat> mm-hmm. the bridge that looks like the, the one in San Francisco. Yeah. Um, so that I think they liked it as a weekend destination break. And I like it for that reason as well. Mm-hmm. But as somewhere to, to potentially spend a chunk of time, I didn't really see the, the, the attraction. No. Controversial. <laughs> so going on to the... Places that we went. Mm. Um, all of these links are going to be uh, in the show notes, which you can find at travellers.com forward slash 01, which is for episode one. 
So the first place went was called the Time Out Market. Now, what I liked about this was the Time Out. I think is it's sponsored by Time Out Magazine. Does that is that was that? Yeah, sounds yeah. right. What I liked about this was it's an indoor sort of. If you've been to Malaga or uh, there's a market in Malaga, there's a food market in uh, Madrid called San Martin, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And uh, and what I liked about it was there was lots of different stalls around the outside of this huge, huge building. It looked like an old-fashioned railway building. It could even have been. Yeah. And there was lots of stalls around the outside who were selling things like little sort of restaurants or whatever. And then just communal seating in the middle with a huge big bar in the middle selling beer. Um, so, uh, and we really enjoyed it there. We did our traditional tapas off, didn't we? Which is a great game. Everybody should play it if you ever go to a, to some kind of food market in or outdoor. Explain how it works. So it's the best game. It's basically a tapas off. So we, we each have a budget. It's usually somewhere between five and 10 euros per round. Um, we go to, um, to a stand within the market. We each pick a dish. And after we we both pick the dish, we decide who won, and we used to do that two or three times, depending on how how hungry we are. But it's just a really it's a really fun way actually to 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 try the food and make an activity out of it, which I think is important, especially if you travel as a couple. Mm-hmm. It can often be hard to you know you spent the day together, you know what you've done to to sit and have a meal and conversation it can sometimes be tricky. So building in some kind of little activity that gives you a bit of banter is. It's good, I think. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. So maybe we'll do a, a special a special episode on that, on how you do the mm, tapas game with some that. rules. Then, where do we go after that, Leanne? Um, well, it was staying on the theme of food. Um, <laughs> we did actually do a formal tapas tour in Lisbon as well. Oh, yeah. Isn't that the one that you found? Yes, it was on TripAdvisor. Um, and there's a link to it again in the, in the show notes. Uh, there seems to be just one lady who does it almost every single day. Um, and she's, uh, she's got so many really good reviews. Um, and what do you think of it? I really liked it. Um, was that the first? Was that the first food tour we've done? I know we've done those walking yeah. tours and stuff, but I think it might have been, yeah. So that was, yeah, that was the first one we did. So, I mean, it, it was a really good way. I think if you're completely unfamiliar with any kind of Iberian food then I think it's brilliant. I think for us, because we're quite familiar with Spanish food and there's some common themes that run through in terms of the chorizo and, and fish and, and cheese and wine, it's, it's not too different. But I think if you're unfamiliar, then it's, it's a really good starting point. Yeah. They did a cod dish there, do you remember? Well, yeah, cod is big in Lisbon, isn't it? Mm. And it's quite a... I always think it's a boring fish. Mm. Um, I'm not a big fan of it, but the, what they did with it, what was... Was it smoked it? They salt it. That was it. They salt it. So they, they cure it for for months in salt and then they'll soak it for, for for a day, two days maybe, to pull the salt out. And then in that case didn't they um it was just it was just as it was, wasn't it? On top was of like it? a brioche like a like a bruschetta with tomatoes yeah, and it was really good. Yeah. And yeah. they also do this uh, they also do a some kind of sort of chorizo, chorizo sausage but they cut it up spiralize it sort of thing and they set fire to it by putting some kind sherry of s- sherry that's it i think it's sherry and they set fire to it and they bring it to the table there yeah some kind of spirit which uh, not only looks cool but also tastes really good yeah no that was great that was great and it actually included a really nice little cheese and wine bar i think if we'd have been oh, there yeah. longer we probably would have gone back there that was that was a great bar yeah it was really nice great bar um yeah, so after that we did the bus tour, 
because um, you have to. Um, there's a hop on, hop off. You've probably all seen them in all the cities. And uh, wherever we go, we try and do a bus tour because it gives us two hours of little history so then we can decide where else we want to go and investigate in more depth. I usually really like the bus tours and I don't want to sound like a negative Nelly about Lisbon, but do you remember the bus tour in Lisbon and how... One, how expensive it was. I think we were looking at about 35 euros each. Really? Maybe I'm making that up. It was certainly 25 plus. Yeah. Um, and you remember, because because the, the main part of of Lisbon is the, the Barrio Alto, isn't it? It's the, the high yeah. town, which you can't go to on a double-decker bus. Yeah. So we actually did a walking tour of that as part of the, the tapas tour that we just talked about. Yeah. But the bus tour, if you remember, just kind of went around the outside of the city. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was a bit rubbish, wasn't it? It was underwhelming. I'm not sure I'd recommend that. No. So, so give the bus tour a, a miss. Mm. But what would you recommend? I would definitely recommend the tapas tour. I thought that was good. Mm-hmm. Then in Belém, you can go to the Pastis de Belém Bakery. Sorry for my pronunciation. Um, and that's where they actually make this Belém pie. Careful how you say that. Um, and, <laughs> um, and so that's um, so how they make their pie. And, uh, and you can see the queues out the door pretty much all day as tourists are queuing up to buy their pie. We actually found quite a few nice places in Belém. I think that's a nice thing sometimes when you stay out of the city. You, you can come across places that are a little more local, mm-hmm. less tourists. And I think Belém definitely had that. Had that. One of... Yeah. Um, one of my favourites was the uh, the wine bar. There's a theme here, listeners, if you can tell, <laughs> in terms of how Alan and I travel. Um, but we did go to that wine bar. And do you remember it's the first place we saw with the 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 way they open the wine, but with a pin? Yeah, it's got a name. Um, like, I want to say Vino Tech or something. Yeah. There's, they use nitrogen. They, and so mm. they pump nitrogen in and the wine comes out and the, wine, the bottle can stay open for mm. weeks or months. And they had a really great selection of Portuguese wines from, mm. from all over Portugal. The guy there was really generous with his time in terms of talking us through the menu and the wines that we ordered. Mm. Um, so if you do like wine, I think I would definitely recommend that wine bar um, to go to. It's quite small, quite intimate, and again, quite local. I think we were probably, yeah. I don't know if there's only maybe maybe seated 20 and there's probably only eight of us in there, weren't yeah. there? We were certainly the only, the only English-speaking people in there. But your favourite place, do you remember you found, was it the first night you found it or the second? Oh, is this where we sat on the street? Yeah. <laughs> so coming from Spain, we love a bit of street street eating. Um, in Malaga, during the summer, that's all you do. You sit outside and you eat fried fish. Um, and uh, we found this place that looked like a bit of a dingy little cafe. Um, we sat down and thought, we had the dog with us, so we sat down and mm-hmm. thought, let's, uh, let's, let's give it a go. And we, what did we order? I can't remember now. Wasn't that the fish place? Oh, that was the fish place, wasn't it? Yeah, we got just fish. We're like cockles, not cockles, what they're called. Cockles, yeah, clams, clams. Clams, the little mini clams. Yeah. Yeah, and we had all these different kinds of fish and it came out and it just it just looked like a like a sort of run-of-the-mill cafe and it was just one of those, uh, one of the best meals we had in Lisbon, I think, wasn't it? I think that's often the way, certainly with places um, on the Iberian Peninsula, that often it's a place that look almost divey mm-hmm. are actually the most authentic and, and best food mm-hmm. best food going so yeah i think blem's worth hunting out if you are if you're a bit of a foodie like your wine um even if you do decide to stay in in the city center i think it's worth jumping on the tram and and heading out definitely well there was one final place that we both we both loved food unsurprisingly and it was that was in Belém. Mm-hmm. 
Do you remember where, where it was? No. Your, your mind was blown. It was mm. one lunchtime. We were very hungry and we had nothing in, nothing to eat in. Um, and uh, <gasps> <laughs> yes. explain, explain what I'm thinking of. You're thinking about the rotisserie chicken place, aren't you? I am. So there's this place called, I don't know how to say it. I think it might be Churrasquiera do Marques. That is such an nice. awful pronunciation. Apologies to all Portuguese speaking <laughs> people who are listening. Um, yeah, and it was uh, it's just on a hill and it was a tiny little doorway and you'd miss it. We walked past it probably for about three days, yeah. not even noticing. In fact, I tell you what, it was the guy who who had the uh, Airbnb who recommended it. Oh, really? <clears throat> Excuse me. It was in the, um, yeah, it was in the like welcome documents, I think, or he might have even texted us. Um, so you walk in and you queue up and all they do is just chicken and salad. For ages, that place is busy. It's the yes. size of a shoebox and it's yeah. got about 100 people in it. <laughs> and they take this whole chicken and there's just there's just boxes and boxes and boxes of whole chicken. Literal, just chickens. What um, is it? Chicken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They've got boxes of chickens. And so this dude at the grill grabs a chicken. Say chicken again. Chicken. So this dude, dude grabs a chicken, pair of scissors, he cuts the spine out of it. Then he... I think he, he, he used a knife to bash off two little bits here. I can't remember what they does. Fattens it, then throws it on a... This entire chicken throws it on... Spatchcocked the, it. That's what he is. That's what he did. He spatchcocked it. Um, <laughs> so, and he threw it on the grill. And that cooked in eight, ten minutes, this entire chicken. Yeah. And he just kept pasting it with a paintbrush full of all the uh, all the, 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 the Portuguese... Goodness, what what's the juice? Mm. What am I thinking of? They, like a little, they were painting it with these with this juice, this marinade stuff. Probably olive oil and salt and yeah, yeah, yeah. And when it um and when it came when it came to, to, to like wrap it all up, he's like, "Do you want chicken? Oh, sorry, do you want chicken? Say chicken again." He said, <laughs> "Do you want salad with it? Do you want chips?" I think we had chips because because uh, why not? And we brought it home and it was just the best chicken we we'd ever had. Yeah. Never mind your slow slow cooked chicken. This was perfect. Mm. So I think that sums up Lisbon. Anything we've missed out? The only thing I'd say about Lisbon that can't be underestimated is how beautiful it is. Yeah. The city is beautiful. And I think some of my 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 favourite memories of it were actually just walking around the, the city centre in the old time in Belém, even driving the big fountains and the oh, yeah. the seafront, the bridges, um, the walks we go on with the dog and go up, we'll go up to the dog parks and get some great mm. views. Um, it's a beautiful city. I don't think we can, we can't, we can't deny it that it's a beautiful place. So there you have it. That is trip number one to Lisbon. Uh, next week we're talking about Salamanca. Salamanca back in Spain in Woo! our second homeland. Um, so we'll uh, catch you next week. All the show notes are at travelers.com forward slash zero one. See you soon. Bye. You've been listening to the Thravelers podcast. Thanks for listening and head on over to thravelers.com for all the show notes and links mentioned in the show. Oh.